It's time for another edition of Riders Up over at Better Than Vegas. Gina Bacola here along with Brian Howard. And today's guest, we are very excited to talk with the all-time winningest jockey over at Tampa Bay Downs. You have all seen that name many times in the past performances. You've seen him in the winner's circle many times. This gentleman has over 3,100 wins in North America. Tack on another like 850 in Venezuela. Guy who's won a ton of races through the years. We're talking about Daniel Centeno. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us today. How you doing? Hey, hey, guys. How you doing? Thank you. No, thank you, guys, for having me. It's a pleasure. So, uh, I always like to start with, you know, how do you get into horse racing and get into riding? Because racing isn't something that's, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more niche, right? It's not something that is quite as mainstream all over the place. But no. usually it's family or friends. How did you become a jockey and what, what sort of pushed you into start riding horses? Well, this is, well, it's kind of a little funny story because uh, I grew up in boxing. So my dad well, was a professional boxer and training now. And that was my life when I wasn't growing up and boxing. I didn't, I didn't expect to be a jockey. I was nothing, not even my mind to talk about it. So it's, it's a little funny, but... And I do, my dad met some friends on the racetrack and they started watching the races and going to the track and having a good relationship with them. And then one day I told my dad I want to be a jockey and he freaked out. (laughs) (laughs) There are, because I come from a world of like a wrestling background. My dad was a wrestling coach and he wrestled a lot. There are a lot of similarities from boxing to horse racing as far as the discipline, right? And the training and the yeah. cutting weight and a lot of like how hard you have to work in order to succeed. Yeah, I'm the only jockey in the family, the entire family. So, but it, it's just <laughs> fun, yeah. That's great. So you you stepped out on your own and you've done pretty well. Who were Thank some you very people much. who early in your life when you decided you wanted to become a jockey, either people in Venezuela or people over here who are some of the people that helped you some of them like your teachers I, maybe mentors along the way that showed you the ropes i i started in venezuela and i went to the race trap when i was uh, 14 years old and one of the good friends of my dad uh, he he died in a, in a race he i met uh, ruben huerta that was the name and i started really good relationship with him hanging out with him running with him he got a little trouble with the way and we hang out a lot with i was like another kid for him and he told me one day that listen you you got everything you got the size i wasn't that tall for the time and the way everything you can be a jockey and that started you know running in my head in my head in my head and, and i'm here because of him so yeah i was gonna ask so what was the decision for you when you decide to make the you know, make the journey over here. What, what, how did it go down? Because you actually, you were out here at one point, you, you rode a couple races here early on, right? In the late night, 1996. And then you, had, yeah, you had a couple wins, but then didn't really have the type of success early on. That was that when you went back to Venezuela and then you, you returned in 2003. When I, when I came in 96, uh, the trial in Venezuela was closed for a few months because they had a problem with okay. the group and and then the K crew stuff like that. And I talked to Avar Coa for the time and he said, listen, you don't do anything, you you know, come here and, and you know, try the ride and see what how are you doing. Um I didn't do bad. 
I couldn't do better, but uh, I was so uncomfortable. I couldn't speak any English, so I was like a little frustrated. You know? Yeah, it was a, it wasn't easier. Um, I made a few mistakes, uh, and that's why the one of the reasons I went back to Venezuela. Um, that I put in my mind that when I come back to this country to write again, I'll be come back speaking English. I don't, I don't want to have that problem. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I've seen that. My grandfather. What what year did you start riding? How old were you? Uh, the, when I was eighteen. When nineteen. Eighteen. Okay. Because you mentioned fourteen, and my grandfather was a jockey, and then became a trainer, and he actually uh, had his mom fudge some numbers so he could get a driver's license at fourteen instead of sixteen, and then went over to the fairgrounds in Louisiana and started riding. <laughs> so yeah. I was curious if if that's how it went with you, but. Uh, so and and yeah, the language barrier has to be something wild. I mean, you come over here; it's a new country, and and trainers are giving you instructions in English, yeah. and you're not getting it. It's probably a little better nowadays because I feel like everybody kind of knows a little bit of Spanish now. But that's got to be tough, man. Yeah, um, for, for that time, for that time, sorry to interrupt you. Uh, for that time, it was pretty. It, it was no really. It was just Spanish people and Calder for that time. But not like now. No, and it, no. it, it was, yeah, it was a little tough. So that's what I was like. And what ends up happening is that people, right, like people just don't want to take extra time, right? If, if you yeah. are someone that they can't communicate with and the other jockey next to you, they can, they'll just communicate with them instead, right? Yeah. Instead of taking the extra time. Let yeah, me change a little bit now. There's people that they, they don't really... I would say I don't really care, but they don't really might pay attention to that somebody translated and, and then yep. do they, you know, that, that what they do. Yep. But for that time, it was, wasn't that easy. You know, people don't, the owners, the trainers, they don't want to talk to somebody. They want to straight talk to straight to you and, and hear from you what happened or, or, or what you think or, or, you know, so something like that. Yeah, it's like uh, like I said, uh, one, one time when I was in high school, my grandfather was saddling a horse up here at Churchill and, and Rafi Bejarano had just come over like he had just started riding over here. And uh, my grandfather's giving him instructions and I could see his eyes like get wide, like he had no idea what was being said. And I knew just enough Spanish to kind of spanglish it to him and uh, he didn't win that day so i guess it worked out but uh so when you came over here uh daniel what tracks did you go to first like what was your home base right away um when i came back in 2003 uh, i started riding at distilla on ohio cleveland yeah i rode yeah i rode there 2003 uh, can't late uh, middle of july or to the end and then 2004 i uh, came for the entire me we got so, Thistledown, Mountaineer, Finger Lake, some of the early ones, right? That's where you were sort yeah. of. I, I start like I've been everywhere, so I've been riding like small trap, and you know I've been doing better. I got I got really successful. I got blessing. I'm grateful, and I had the lucky the agent they've been calling me to take my book, and they helped me a lot too. Now, when you were when you were first at Thistle, were they still running like those twin cards with River Downs, where there was like a race that felt like every yep. eight minutes? Like those yeah. things were yeah. crazy back in the day. Yeah, yeah. They, they had uh, River Down, Beulah, and Thistle Down. It's almost yeah. right there. 
We're here, very lucky to be chatting with Daniel Centeno, number one all-time at Tampa in wins, in stakes wins. Back in 2007, set a single-season record for most wins, which still is uh, second most all-time. Now, Daniel, this is something that um, was made public uh, a little while ago. You've unfortunately suffered some real loss uh, in your personal life in, in the last uh, decade or so, and you are now someone who has, a, a, I think, a teenage daughter and you have an older son. Um, I'd imagine that things have been pretty difficult for you, you know, having to deal with all of that. And what was that like it being, you're, you know, you're a jockey who's one of the absolute best and then you have all of this happening in your whole life, I'd imagine, stops because life is more important. You know, there's more things that are important than winning races sometimes. And, you know, um, I, I didn't want to, bring up a sad subject but that's something that i'm sure you get asked about a whole lot and it seems like you've rose above and you've been so incredible through all of that what what was that like for you having to deal with all this and it uh when i get here i got uh separate from my uh, son my my first wife and it wasn't easy in the beginning like every separation uh, or divorce and and I started working hard because I still have my son. So, and I knew that I can do good and I can prove myself. And so a lot of people that I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't write. So I work hard. I work every day, um, being like everywhere. And then I have Jasmine, my other daughter, uh, uh, her mom that was gone. She was a little sick from the beginning, uh, with her time that she, she was really bad and back and forth in the hospital. And we, we really had a really, really rough time. It wasn't, wasn't easy to be by myself here. I don't have any family for that time here. And with my daughter everywhere, got her here with me every morning in the track, take her to the school, bring her back, find somebody to pick her up when I was riding. And then I think her adjustment is my rock because because her, she, I was strong every day. They want to give up. and. Uh, She's happy and healthy, and I'm, I'm blessed for that. You've done an incredible job, man. I can't even imagine uh, some of the things that you've dealt with, and you've continued to win races at an incredible clip. Well, those are just stories that a lot of people wouldn't know, right? They see your name in there. They don't realize what you're dealing with day in, day out. And I know that's hard to talk about, but thank you very much for sharing no, that with you. us. Uh, you're just an incredible father dealing with all of that. As uh, we shift on back to the racetrack, you have been very lucky in your uh, years to ride some great horses uh, over at, at Tampa. Who are some of the horses that, you know, when you think of are the ones that are maybe really meaningful, really important, some of the best ones that, that you remember? Well, um, I'm, I'm being like blessing riding a lot of night horses in Tampa, yeah. horses that they run there uh, and they went to the uh, Derby Derby to the triple crown races. Uh, I'm grateful they win twice the Tampa Bay Derby uh, with Moskeman for the first time for the Ryan. That was a funny story to get in the hall, but he finally gave me the opportunity, and, and that was my first derby. Uh, after that, because my name was like growing up, getting bigger mm -hmm. in Tampa Bay down, you know, when the people come in, and most of the big riders they come. They already had mounts, so uh, I got the, the, the opportunity with Grand Motion for Ring Week that day, and yeah. the whole ran big again. 
You yeah, <laughs> ring weekend, musket man, Miss Marissa, last judgment, no dozing, dark Nile, uh, devilish lady, just to name a few of the really nice ones. The Calder, Delaware, Pimlico, Delaware, yeah, yeah, but I then all this is it's just nice to ride those kind of horses and you know grateful for the all the trainers and honor for the, the opportunity now as you've as you've gotten a little bit older what has your workout schedule been like right do you do do you still have the same sort of routine that you did when you were younger let's say it's a day where you've got five four or five mounts and do you still you go into the track early working some horses like then do you come back and take a little time off what's a normal day for you when you have a couple mounts uh throughout the day um get up in the morning go outside work horses we have to walk around you know talk to the trainer for a little bit and see people then go home um i listen tampa i like five minutes from the track so it's easy for me to go home and come oh, back that's nice. uh, that's nice. yeah yeah so i go home and take a little break now i have my daughter sophia so i play with her for a little bit she's six months old and yeah the, the, the horses that ride they bend the the weight that we had that day I put my suit on and go to the gym and it's really hot outside just ride the bike for a little bit and come back and take a shower and go to the track do it all again <laughs> do what i love yeah yeah. that's good so so growing up did you play any sports other than boxing or um i know boxing because i was training when i was a kid uh play softball a lot i love to play softball i play basketball volleyball i was awesome. a really uh, yeah when i was uh, in high school i like to play a lot of sport and it, that was easier for me do you follow yeah. sports over here any do you root for any teams or do you have any any rooting interest um yankee fans baseball and dallas fans football awesome. uh, i don't really have i don't really have much basketball right cool. now and and the lining of course and hockey awesome awesome <laughs> so so a yankee fan what uh was there a player in general or something that got you to be a yankee fan or just well uh when i started riding here in 2003 uh my in venezuela i like the white sock because the uniform yeah, I was rooting for the white South because I like the uniform. Then when I came here in 2003, uh, I started riding for Stan Brenner and horses. And oh, kiss, that makes kiss sense. My, kiss my favorite. So, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I met the boss. I know Roda then, Jessica. I met Mr. Stan Brenner one time. And yeah, so I began to yank a fan. That, that, that's perfect those are the kind of stories yeah. that we love here and that's why we do yeah. these uh, these interviews we're very happy to be talking with daniel centeno and um okay so how about uh do you with your daughter do you watch any tv shows movies anything like that uh i like uh right now um i will i just i just uh left florida i'm in delaware right now but uh on to sunday i like to uh, be watching a lot paw patrol bubble Gobi. oh there we go i know that Coco Melo. Coco i know Melo. my son is two gonna be two and a half i'm coco melon uh gabby's dollhouse blippy that's uh, that's my whole life right now so yeah right now that, that was my tv <laughs> i gotta be honest i'm so glad mine are past that age <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i yelled the tvs uh, the movies at all when sophia taking a nap or 
with yeah. my mom or with her, or the grandmother. So, but it's now we're gonna be watching Bob Patrol, Bobo Gobbies, and Coco Melo the whole day. There we go. Those damn bubble guppies, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you've been all over the place. What is your favorite racetrack to ride of all the tracks that you've been here, Venezuela, all over the world? And then maybe give us one that you haven't that you really would like to, if there's one that you, you always wanted to, to go ride at. Well, honestly, my the track that I, that I rode and I've been riding with Chipping in is Mammal Park. Yeah. I love the track. I love the track. Yeah, and then the other try that night, but I love Mama. I love New Jersey. Um, and um, I, I couldn't do any more because the rule they had now, yeah. hopefully they change it. So yeah. if that happens, so yeah. I'll be back there. I live chipping. But uh, that's a, one of the tracks that I really love. It. And uh, I rode there for you know, 2007 and 2009. Well, I, I got a question about that. So, you know, with, with you being a jockey for so long you're starting to see these whip rules implicated not just at monmouth but but elsewhere as well california pennsylvania's got them as well um do you find it hard or difficult to kind of rein yourself in from what you're used to because i'm sure coming from venezuela and you know early on in your career i mean guys just wanted a guy that's going to try every single time and a lot of times at some of these tracks that means whipping your horse uh, quite a bit and and now it's frowned upon and looked at do you ever catch yourself like do you, is that something that comes up in your mind like oh i'd like to go to the right hand whip right now but i know i can't because the rules that, that that's why i didn't i didn't go last year like i was that was supposed to be my my summer track and when they put the rule and then they change it i i i'm not gonna be comfortable yeah. And I know it's I got away with my hand, I'm gonna use it. So I'm gonna be fine it, I'm gonna be suspended. Um they say you know get paid neither. So I don't I prefer like avoid it and go. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah. I'm not gonna get in a hole without a whip. So Yeah, yeah I, I mean it. I don't blame you so, one day. No. So no. you know, even safety for safety or no, it, anything can happen in the in the races. Uh, and, you know, you can be the nice horse in the world and that they decide to do something crazy or something wild. And, and you don't have you that hour like beside the rain. That's like how do we correct the horses or, or, or not even the horses or the guys are next to us too. Yeah. So yeah. The people around so, you. Well, and yeah. That, exactly. and, I so, mean, and you can probably attest to this too. I mean, the whips now are so much different than the whips that were used when you're starting. I mean, yeah. the the one that Ramon brought out is like a Nerf dart on the end of a stick. I mean, it really like I could correct it. Somebody it's more to correct. hit a it's human not... with it, and it's fine. <laughs> the they said that the material completely different. They try that the horse is gonna feel it when you hit it. Yeah, yeah. It's not gonna they're not they're not gonna hurt like before when the whip it was like real real leather. Yeah, hit a couple hard. of times. Yeah, the matter already. Yeah, but they they feel it like now you don't have to over with the horses when they when they run they're gonna run they're gonna run you know but yeah they they completely different material now but they they don't hurt that like before with the real leather. So when you look around and you see some of the other some of your other peers some of the other riders out there who are some that you really admire that you think are some of the the best 
going right now of, of the, the riders going, whether they be at Tampa or at other places, who are, who are some that you look at and you kind of admire what they do? Well, well they are deep right now. They are yeah. unbelievable. Both that, of them. Ryan know. loves that. Yep. They, that's his guy, Irad. Yep. <laughs> so they are, they're, you know, I never, I never see anything like that. Um, especially in the whole rating. Yeah. Two brothers like dominate you know, like that. Dominate completely no matter where they go. Yeah. So they are young, they're right strong, they're smart, they 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 are they're unbelievable. And yep. they are great person, their family, fathers and, and husband. So yeah, they they are they're idol for anyone. The way they are, the humble, they you know, they're nice people, nice guys. And on the horses, incredible. The results and the results show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Daniel, one question we ask everybody. So since you guys have to watch your weight so much, when you when you have a couple days off and you get to just have a cheat meal, what is your go-to cheat meal? My what? Sorry? Your a go-to cheat, cheat meal? Like when you can just eat whatever you want. You're not trying yeah, to watch your weight. Day for you and your daughter, you're going to take her out. And to, for that day, you don't have to work. You're going to say, I'll work out tomorrow. What's the meal that you get if you don't have to worry about your weight? Oh, I love burger. I love burger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I can. For me, I can eat burgers every day. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Me yeah. too. But I actually oh, do yeah. it. Which is why I'm, <laughs> yeah. I can't ride. But uh, yeah, I don't do a strict, a strict diet because I don't I don't like it. I, I'm not comfortable and made me like, Weak. you know, my humor is not the best. So, yeah. uh, but uh, I work my weight a lot. Daniel, um, one final thing before we talk a little fan tech. Now, with uh, with family and stuff, if you ever get an opportunity to take a few days off, have you been anywhere that's been on a great vacation, or is there somewhere that you'd like to go? Hey, if, if we have a week off, I want to take the family here. Anything like that? Uh, I went to, to my daughter for a cruise one time. Um, you know, our job so so hard. That, that's why it's so yeah, busy. That, so so busy. Sometimes you don't have time. I live so. Or you get her, or or you got day. So I left. Uh, actually, I was here. I left Delaware, and I get home, and uh, I was in a group for four days with her, just me and her, and then uh, Disney cruise. I just love it. You having awesome. fun. When I'm in Tampa, it's easy, a little bit easier for me because I'm not that busy, so I'm only right in Tampa. So sometimes we go into San Pete for the resort for a weekend or three days, or or when she has school too, because when I I'm off. Kids school, so yeah. It's not it's not easier. So well, we work it out. That's great. That's awesome, yeah. uh, Daniel. We love to see that right now over at Fantac. We can purchase merchandise. You have a really cool logo that we've got pulled up right here, and uh, there are pullovers. There's a mouse pad, jogging pants, long sleeves, a hat, a t-shirt. You've got a little bit of everything over here. Tell yeah. us. Um, Tell us, you know, how this all came together with uh, with you having your merchandise at Fantac. No, there's uh, the camera. He introduced me, and um, you know, I'm I'm being pretty grateful with that. You know, a lot of people they they they, they bought it, and it's great, and I I love it. So, Wait, you guys, welcome to see. Like you're a you're a Yankees fan, right? So is how everyone's got their Yankee shirts and hats. 
Now everyone can show their support for Daniel Centeno, the winningest rider at Tampa. When Daniel turns for home, I want everyone out there to be walking, rocking those hats, those T-shirts, throwing up the uh, the sweatpants, everything out there, Daniel. How's that sound? Yeah, yeah that'll be great. That'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I, I need some joggers. I need to – I've got – you can never have too many nice no. pairs of joggers, you know? When, if, What's nice for us, Daniel, the, the work that Brian and I do, I wear those jogging pants every day. That's all I, all I don't ever have to dress up. I just sit right here at home, <laughs> you know, and, then, and it's perfect for me. So I, Daniel, have, I have my own, so it's nice. Yeah. Well, Daniel, um, this was really awesome catching up with you. Thank you so much for taking some time. I loved hearing about you and finding out more about you and your family and your life and your background. And um, it's, you know, I've seen you. And I've seen your name written down thousands of times, but just getting to have a conversation with you for the first time was great. Thank you so much for hanging out with me and Brian. We really appreciate it. No, no. Thank you guys for having me and for the opportunity to be here on your show. Thank you very much. 3,100 North American wins to talk, tack on another 850 or so in Venezuela. He's going to be coming up on 3,200 wins, and he keeps adding to the uh, the Tampa records. He's set most of them. He holds a lot of them. Daniel, buddy, you have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to talking to you again real soon. All right. Thank you, guys. You too. Have a go. We'll be here with you each and every week for Riders Up. Remember to head on over to Fantac and check out these incredible jockey collections. We've spoke with some of these riders and we look forward to getting through each one of them and getting inside the mind of all of them. Show the support for Daniel Centeno with one of those nice quarter zip pullovers. I think I gotta get me one of those. We'll be back. We never have too many of those either. I know, right? We'll be back (laughs) next week with some more Riders Up.